Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Dave DeVito. Welcome to Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast. We showcase the skilled trades our society depends on. The women and men of our industry, building our skylines, building our communities, building our future. Our show starts now. On this week's episode, I'm pleased to have Gina Cullen in studio with me. Gina is president and CEO of Dyn Electric here in the Denver market. Welcome, Gina. Thank you. It's good to be here. Our mechanical plumbing contractors, HVAC contractors, but one of the most important partners we work with are electrical contractors, and we're excited for you to be our very first. Gina, thanks for being here. I'm excited to learn a little bit more about you. First, you have been with Dyn Electric for a long time. Tell us what makes you such a loyal employee and why you keep going back every day. Sure. I joined Dyn Electric in 1992, and the primary reason I'm so loyal to the company is that they invest in their people. They understand that it's the people that build the communities that we live in. They invest it, they invest in our education, professional and personal development. Dynelectric's owned by MCOR, who also strongly supports um, continuing education for employees at all levels of the company uh, and giving everyone an opportunity to grow. Dynelectric's been a great partner uh, to many of our contractors. I've known a lot of folks from Dynelectric over the years, and I really enjoyed getting to know folks. I'm excited to have some time uh, to get to know you better. You're president and CEO today. What did you start doing in 92? <laughs> I came out here to Colorado to work on the Denver International Airport when they were building that out on the plains at the time. Um, I read about it in ENR magazine, and I said, wow, that looks pretty cool. I lived in California at the time and was just kind of a struggling single parent and looking for something new, something different. And I saw an advertisement that Dyn Electric had for a project coordinator and a pseudo material receiver handler uh, on site at the airport. And I answered the ad and was hired. It's been quite a ride ever since. So I started as that at that project coordinator level and really learning from our electricians, our IBEW electricians. They are so proud of what they do, right? They want nothing more than to show people who are genuinely curious and interested in their work about what they do, how they do it. And, and they taught me every step of the way. I couldn't be more grateful for that. That's great. So project coordinator to CEO in a matter of just a few years, right? Right. 20 some years. Okay. Exactly. So you worked at DIA and you've worked on a lot of other projects. Tell us a little bit about what it is that gets you excited other than working with electricians. Like why, why electric, why the electrical field? What, what is the curiosity that said, I see myself doing this? I think one of the things that really, um, it was really my aha moment was actually before I started uh, with Dyn Electric, but it was after the 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake in San Francisco. And I was working in the city at that time for a civil engineering 
and construction management firm as a receptionist. And what I saw was how the engineers and the contractors came together in the aftermath of that earthquake to inspect all the buildings and make sure things were safe. And I saw downed power lines and potential seriously more disaster than than what we lived through in that moment. And I said, I'm seeing people that make a difference here in people's lives from a safety standpoint, for sure. But then watching the rebuild and being part of that. And so when I had an opportunity to work for an electrical contractor, I thought, well, I don't know anything about it, but I want to learn after seeing some of the damage that I saw in San Francisco at that time. So that was initially what really got me started, really got me curious about the electrical industry. But the more I learned, the more I spent time in the field with with our electricians, it was really about watching things come together, watching a greenfield site of dirt come and make its way up into a into a full structure and then people occupying it and helping them live in that facility or work in that facility and make them want to be there every day. So what's been some of your uh, marquee projects or the things that you are most proud of and say, you know, I had a hand in building that or I was involved in that project um, over the years? <laughs> there, There's a few, right? Certainly one of them is right downtown Denver at the Denver Art Museum, the Hamilton Wing uh, project that mm. that we built, just the challenging architecture, the schedule, the mechanical electrical coordination, along with the steel and the angles. Um, the project was phenomenal, and it brought another level of culture to the city of Denver and the state of Colorado, uh, along with all the amazing artwork that they now showcase. And we're in there again now, currently doing um, just a fire alarm systems upgrade to keep all that, all the people and and art protected. Um, so that's one of my favorite. But probably the most recent one is uh, for Safe Passage, a children's advocacy center in Colorado Springs. Uh, we recently built out a new collaborative center for them. They partner with police and fire, paramedics, and uh, mental health. Uh, advocates to help children heal from sexual abuse mm. uh, and their families. They built out this beautiful facility that where the families could go to one place and not have to leave that facility and go to the to the police department, leave that facility and go to the hospital, leave that facility and go to mental health counseling, leave that facility and go to um, kid power, which would help them, you know, also through another step of their journey. But they can go to one place and it's comfortable. There's safe places for for the kids and their families. That's quite a project. Never really thought about the, you know, the impact of something like that tragically happening in someone's life. And then the kind of the downstream ripple effect that has to go on in order to get from where you are to kind of that recovery stage or getting to that wellness stage mentally and physically and how many different spots you have to hop along to do that. And right. one center to do all that, that sounds totally amazing. So tell me, what do you think is the best thing about your job? I think it's a little bit of what I've been talking about already. It's just really building the communities. It's building these places the the hospitals that that we go to when we're sick the 
educational facilities we go to when we're, you know, pursuing our, our education at every level, the civic buildings, the sporting venues that we go to to observe football, our Denver Broncos play or our Colorado Rockies. It's all of the buildings in our community that bring people together, um, the places we go to work every day. Um, the places we go to just mingle or make ourselves well, the places we go to file a complaint. But all of these facilities, all of these buildings around our, our city and state, seeing the impact that they have on people, that's probably my favorite thing uh, about working in this industry because it's more than just um, doing electrical work or, or plumbing or HVAC it's what that the purpose of the building is at the mm. end. So there may not be a full knowledge of what an electrician does <laughs> out there in the stratosphere. Talk to us a little bit about a day in the life of an electrician I mean, or I'm, somebody working for Dynelectric. Somebody working for Dynelectric. So, you know, I always like to say that the electrical work is a lot of times um, you don't see it. Um, you see the lights. That's what people think of. They, they think about, okay, the lights are on, the electrical is working. Um, a lot of our work is above the ceiling, below the floors, behind the walls, uh, things you don't see. It's, it's the, the four-inch distribution pipe that um, brings power from the utility company into the building. And then from there, fans out into, you know, turning on the HVAC equipment, um, turning the lights on getting refrigeration running, just a lot of things that you don't see. But a day in the life, you know, they come every day. They're, rel you know, they're relentless in their pursuit of their trade. It's safety first every morning. It's sitting down and looking at what am I doing today? What tools and material do I need to, to get my job done today? Am I running pipe? Am I pulling wire? Am I uh, installing cable tray? Am I putting in plugs and switches? Am I hanging chandeliers or wall sconces or mirrors in the bathrooms that have the lighting built in? So they're doing a wide variety of things. Or are they down in the mechanical room, you know, working on a dewatering system so the, the building doesn't flood? <laughs> that type of thing. But I think it starts out with that safety first aspect of, okay, how do we get our work done today in the safest, the safest manner? So if you weren't uh, running an electrical company, <laughs> uh, working with the IBEW, uh, what would you be doing? I'm pretty certain I would be working somewhere in the electrical industry or the construction industry in some fashion. I grew up, my, my stepfather was a, a Finnish carpenter and a mason. And he used to take me to work with him. And I just always had a real passion for, I mean, it was artwork. Watching a mason work is artwork. You know, watching a finished carpenter put in those beautiful finishing touches in a structure, it's artwork. And so I always really liked that. And when I got into electrical, I realized, wow, pipe is artwork. You know, when you see that just runs and runs of pipe that's perfectly spaced and perfectly turning in in sync together it actually is really beautiful you are making a lot of people with ocd very excited right. to listen today <laughs> that's awesome but i love the trade i love the industry i love the people so 
I have a hard time seeing myself doing um, anything outside of the industry. Fair enough. So in the president and CEO role, your days are quite busy, I'm sure. But what's the most challenging part of your job? And tell us what the most rewarding part is as well. I'd have to say that the most challenging is actually also the most rewarding in terms of leadership and leaving a legacy and bringing along that next generation of people that are going to take the construction industry to the next level. It's challenging to help people find their way and help them develop themselves both professionally and personally because you can't be two different people. Who you are personally is who you are professionally and vice versa in my view of the world. If you think you're two different people, um, you're not really being authentic. It's bringing, helping them bring those two together uh, if, they, if they're at a crossroads, right? But helping them find what they're passionate about in our industry. Uh, and then sometimes finding out that they're not passionate about our industry at all and not getting there. So that's the challenging part. But the rewarding part is when you're able to lead those people lead folks into that into that passion and show them just how much we can do in construction in this industry for the community for for our people. Well, I think uh you know, if it wasn't for the people, this job would be really easy, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to us what what advice do you have for folks considering a career um and considering one in the skilled trades? Why why pick us? You know, I think the key word there is career. The skilled trades is not just a job. It takes a little patience. It takes curiosity. It takes perseverance um, because this is not a job you can work remotely in. You know, structures don't build themselves, at least not right now. <laughs> Maybe that will happen someday in the far future. But as far as choosing our career, it's the diversity in what we do, I think, Every day is a little bit different. You're doing different installations every day. You're learning something new every day. In 30 years, I've, I learn something new every day. Um, whether it's something technical in the field, uh, on an installation because there have been code changes or it's because there's new contract language coming out that, that has a new little mousetrap in it that's going to get us all in trouble. But I learn something new every day. And so it's that curiosity that is key to to this as well. You know, for me, construction has really been family. The people that I work with are, are an enormous part of my life and willing to help others out at any turn. Aside from, from being skilled craft, right, and being a master, uh, eventually being a master at what you do, you always have that you always have that. Nobody can take that away from you once you've learned it. Once you've got your electrical license in your pocket, you know, you've learned that. You've earned it, and you can take that anywhere you go. What is the difference, again, between being an electrician and a master electrician? How many more hours? The additional hours, there's another 2,000 hours required for the lay, primarily layout and planning um, and supervision mm -hmm. to show that, okay, you've got the journeyman license, so you've got the technical part down, and you've worked an, at least another year, you know, in the field as a journeyman. Um, and then you can apply for your master's license to take that exam and, and get your master's. But you have to have that additional year of 
layout and planning and supervision. So if you had a crystal ball and could see 10 years down the road, what would it look like for the industry? And, you know, what new innovations do you see coming at us? I I definitely see, see a shift in the way that we work. I received a new blast on Hilti's new exoskeleton tool. I haven't had a chance to actually see it in action yet. Um, I only saw the brochure on it. But this is where I see the industry going. There's going to be um, new tools that will help our people work smarter, safer. They'll be able to actually probably work a little bit longer without the wear and tear on their bodies. Skilled craft can, you know, can be hard on the body. It's a physical job. But it's also extremely rewarding because mm-hmm. of that. Um, so I see a lot of a lot of that more innovation in the tools and means and methods. I also see specifically with electricians and and even like controls techs. I see that changing in there's going to be a little bit more laptop work for some of our field electricians because as systems get smarter as they become more programmable and less manual. And also, in my mind, that increases the points of failure, potential points of failure. There will be more more computer work involved as things become smarter. Great insight. You've been around and seen this, this trade and craft evolve over time. And I think uh, you're spot on in the next 10 years. I think we're going to see even more innovation faster and more quickly adapted or adopted. Um, than we have in the last 20. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Gina. It's been a pleasure to get to spend some time with you, learn a little bit more about Dynelectric, learn more about your passion and your background. And that concludes our show today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Tradeswork is a production of the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association. For more information about our organization, please visit rmmca.org.